Amen. Good morning. We are so glad that you are here in just a minute. I'm going to pray and then share a short devotional, and then we're going to spend the majority of our time uh, celebrating communion. I'll give you some more instructions about that uh, in a little while. Before I pray, can I ask for you uh, to pray for me? Uh, I start my study leave as soon as this service is over, and I would appreciate your prayers. Uh, I get to go away and really pray and listen to the Lord and try to lay out the next sermon series and try to think about uh, what it is that God might have for us as a church. And so I would be really, really grateful uh, if you would be praying for me uh, over that time, uh, and I would appreciate that immensely. Let's pray. <clears throat> God, thank you so much that we can gather together here in this place. Uh, we get to celebrate this Pentecost Sunday, uh, this special day in which we celebrate the church's birthday. God, we're grateful that you have made us this promise that where two or three gather in your name, you are present in our midst. And God, how can it be that on this earth, so full of wickedness and trouble and difficulty, that you've not just abandoned us and started over somewhere else, but instead you have chosen to love us, and not only love us, you've chosen to dwell among us. God, sometimes we don't even want to be part of what's going on in this world. And yet you choose to dwell with us, with the good, the bad, all that's happening here. Lord, you make your house here with us. And Lord, what is this place, this building? Lord, you created the whole universe. This building is nothing before you. God, uh, but you've gathered here people, people that you love, people created in your image, people redeemed by your name, that you might dwell with us. God, as we listen to your word, as we search our hearts, as we engage with you, uh, God, in prayer, as we celebrate communion, as we sing songs of praise, let us just simply say thank you, God, for choosing to be among us, for welcoming us into your family and into your house. For those who have not yet accepted your great invitation, would you today, through your kindness and love, draw them, pull them towards you? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today is a momentous day in the history of God's interactions with the people uh, of this planet. On this day, to the best of our calculations, June 5th, 3,435 years ago. So June 5th, 3,435 years ago, God met with the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. This day, God presented himself to them having rescued them from Egypt and made them an offer, an agreement, a covenant, a prom promised contract to enter into a relationship with him on Mount Sinai. Part of that was the Ten Commandments. Part of that was this passage from Exodus 19 where God says to the children of Israel, now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant or agreement, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. God makes the children of Israel an offer on this day 
on Mount Sinai 3,435 years ago to the best of our calculations. And God tells them, I want to take you from all of the peoples of the earth and I want to make you a special people. And God gave to the children of Israel instructions about how to live. And those instructions involved not conforming to the cultures around them because what God wanted to do was not to play favorites. What God wanted to do was he picked one people that he wanted to show himself to so that all peoples would see, look, there's a different way to live. There's a different way where you can experience the blessings of having God as king. Well, although Israel agreed to the covenant or the agreement on this day all those years ago, they failed to keep their side of the deal. And instead of being separate from the cultures around them, they absorbed much of what was going on around them, so much so that they looked no different from the cultures that had no God. And so you might have expected that God would have simply been furious, just simply been done with all of us. But God is rich in mercy and love. And so what God chose to do is he chose to send his only son, Jesus, to become a human, to live among us, that he might die for us and rescue us and forgive us for our sins. And through Jesus, God determined to make a new community, not just open to Jewish people or descendants of Israel, but to all people of all races, all tribes, all languages, all backgrounds, that anybody who is willing to acknowledge Jesus as Lord is invited into the community of God. And because God is in control of times and seasons and dates, God arranged it in such a way that on this day, June 5th, 1989 years ago, again to the best of our calculations, the same day he appeared on Mount Sinai to Israel, God sent his Holy Spirit to a group of believers in Jerusalem and gave birth to the church. That today we celebrate the church's birthday, 1989 years ago, and that God has given to us, believers in Jesus, very similar instructions that he gave to the children of Israel. Ours is not so much from Exodus 19 as from 1 Peter chapter 2. And God says to you and I on this day, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That God has created here and around the world a community, a family of believers in Jesus. And he has given to us the same instructions, which is, don't live like the culture around you, but live in a different way so that people might see 
there's a different way to do this. That all the hatred, all the evil, all the strife, all the pain, all the difficulty, that when we acknowledge Jesus as Lord, we get to live the way life was meant to be. And so on this day, 1989 years ago, God sent his Holy Spirit, an event we call Pentecost, and the reason it's called Pentecost is because it is 50 days, Penta, 50 days after Jesus' resurrection and gave birth to what we are doing this morning. Gathering together in Jesus' name and being reminded that God has us in this world to look different than the culture in which we live. Well, we thought it was fitting on this momentous day, the day that God appeared on Mount Sinai and the same day that God sent his Holy Spirit and gave birth to the church, it seemed especially fitting that we celebrate communion today. And so a majority of our service this morning is going to be given over to celebrating the fact that despite our failures, despite our sins, despite our shortcomings, God chose to love us in Jesus and that in communion we are celebrating the fact that because of Jesus, we are forgiven for our sins. And as we get ready to celebrate communion, we're going to take some extra time to do it. We're going to come forward and participate and really focus on what God has done for us. It's fitting to think through the reason we do need forgiveness from Jesus is because we have embraced much of the culture around us. In fact, that's what our passage in Genesis is about. We're not going to turn there today. It's Genesis 36. The reason why I'm not going to turn there and read it is it's a genealogy. And genealogies are not admittedly all that fun to read through. But in this genealogy, there are two very striking statements about the failure of Esau. It's actually Esau's genealogy. This is Jacob's older brother. And the nation that comes from Esau, which is called Edom. And there are two things in this genealogy that are noteworthy. The first is the beginning of the genealogy tells us that Esau did not stay separate from the culture in which he lived, but instead took wives for himself who were not believers in God, but simply came from the culture around them. And then near the end of Genesis 36, we are told that Edom, the nation that comes from Esau, had kings long before Israel did. They got this from the culture around them as well. And so instead of being different, there's a warning here that if we look the same as the culture around us, well, we cannot accomplish the purposes to which God has called us. So what we're going to do this morning before we partake of communion is we're just going to take some time in the quiet of our hearts to think through ways that today you and I might be acting or thinking more like the culture we live in rather than the way God has called us to act and to think and to simply confess that to the Lord, to ask for his forgiveness and to celebrate the fact that God sent us his Holy Spirit so that we can be holy, distinct, different so that the world around us that is desperate for a savior might see in us what it means to have Jesus be Lord. Now I've got six areas that I'd like us to just kind of think through 
how we might look more like the culture than we ought. But when I do this, before I go over these six with you, let me just say I'm not so much focused on when we think about being conformed to the culture around us, the movies we watch or the news we listen to or the social media we engage with. All of that is important. But Jesus reminds us it's not the stuff we take in that defiles us. It's the stuff that comes out of our hearts from the inside. This is the stuff that defiles us. Our attitudes, our actions, the things that we say and do. And so six areas for us to just sort of think through. How are we, you and I, doing in regards to these? And if we do fall short, just simply asking the Lord to forgive us for our shortcomings. The first is in the area of suffering. There are passages that go with each of these. I'm not going to read these passages. They're here for you to sort of look at. But are we as Christians willing to suffer for Jesus? Are we willing even to rejoice that we have been counted worthy to suffer for his name? I'm going to give you just a minute to think about that. You can read the passage. But as Christians, we are called to suffer. The culture around us wants nothing to do with suffering. Are we willing to accept suffering as being a necessary requirement for following in Jesus' footsteps? dependence who are we looking to to protect us and those we love from the dangers and difficulties in this world are we looking to God as our sole protector or are we pursuing human means, human wisdom human technology to try to protect us from the stuff that's all around us love and specifically I'm thinking through our willingness to love our enemies are we actually blessing those who persecute us are we choosing to love all people even those who refuse to love us in return God's people are characterized by forgiving others 
the way Jesus forgave us. Are we quick to forgive? Are we willing to forgive? Will we forgive others over and over and over again the way Jesus forgives us? Number five, sacrifice. Are you and I trying to build our own kingdoms? Are we trying to build Jesus' kingdom? Are we willing to sacrifice in order to see Jesus' kingdom built? Are we fighting for our will? Or are we laboring for his will? finally number six our allegiances are the men and women that we are following after whether in the church or in the community or in the country are these men and women after God's own heart or have we decided that character doesn't matter as long as leaders get us what we want community of faith is characterized by leaders who exemplify certain qualities. Six different areas. What I'm going to do is put all six of them back up on the screen. And we're going to take just a couple of minutes of silent reflection before we partake of communion. I encourage you just to pick one of them. Think about it. Confess any ways in which you and I might look more like the culture than the kingdom of God. Just simply acknowledge that to Jesus and ask him to forgive us. I'll get back up after a couple of minutes and explain how communion is going to work. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast from Calvary Church. We hope this message has brought the light and hope of God's presence into your life, refreshing your soul for the journey the Lord has you on. If you have a spiritual need or would like to connect further with the work God is doing through Calvary Church, seek us out online at calvarygr.org. On our website, you can also find an archive of previous messages from this series. Thanks for listening.